0: You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Building a Better Pod.
1: Coming to you from Magnified Studios, Magnified Pod presents Pods from the Penalty Box, a nostalgic sampling of skate punk albums from the 90s Christian alternative scene. Join us in the pit. I'm Andrew. John. And this is our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, I'm going to enjoy this episode uh-huh. quite a bit more this week. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, we had some problems last week. <laughs> you know, well, problems as in.
2: I don't know what you're referring to. We had some technical difficulties. I thought maybe that's what you were.
1: Uh well we did we did that. The <laughs> yes, we did have some of that, but I was more referring to um the album that I like more. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> Same here.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, we're gonna be talking about more than conquerors today. Mm-hmm. Uh because you know, last week we talked the Through Thick and Thin record. Both mm-hmm. John and I are no, that's not our favorite dogwood record. and John yep. went as far as to say it's the le- his least favorite record that we've talked about on this podcast
2: yeah there's there's some there's some songs I really like, but uh, the 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 lows are pretty low for me. yeah,
1: yeah, but we're also for those of you who are wondering, well, you talked through thick and thin, you're talking more than conquerors what happened to good old days. Hmm. We're actually going to be talking about that on the Patreon. So, hey. that will be a special Patreon episode. So, right. if you want to do that, join the Patreon. Hey, what uh, else can
2: uh, Patreon folks do? That's they new. Can,
1: they can join that Discord server, John. Yeah. They can join us, just jump on Discord chat with everybody, you know, it just started recently and it's uh it's fun. We got some MagPod specific emojis over there <laughs> the too. Best. So if you wanna, if you wanna respond with a a pink boy or a red rider or yep. a, or a, or a thirty or thirty case of hams, right? You know, or a circle pit. You know, we all we mm-hmm. got all those emojis over there.
2: Some wheezing the juice.
1: Oh, got the wheezing the juice <laughs> which doesn't make sense. To no. anybody who's not a Patreon punk,
2: <laughs> if you're, but if you're excited by that tease, <laughs> head on over to patreoncom pod. Yeah, for as, little, for as
1: little as one one dollar a month, you can get get into that uh, <laughs> that Patreon uh, only Discord mm. server. So, um, yeah, so John, you know, I don't know what you're drinking over there. Hmm. I have um, I have myself a what I. Call an Andrew's old fashioned, meaning like it's it's a it's a lazy old fashioned essentially because I don't have all of the I don't have like the orange peel or anything, so it's basically just whiskey bitters Mm -hmm. and uh, some Luxardo cherries. So no no citrus, but uh, what do you got over there?
2: Well, I'm glad we both decided it was a liquor night and not a beer night. Uh, It's been a long week, so get myself some scotch here. Ooh. uh scotchy scotch scotch what kind so, of
1: what kind of scotchy? still reckon
2: that uh i storm from trader joe's uh Gotta it's been lasting it. a while but it's good man
1: yeah bro well john i think it's worth raising a glass because mm. there's some news in the potter household that i oh, feel yeah. like you need to share with magpod
2: nation yeah man um my wife, uh, Jenny Booth Potter, uh, Your wife. Handed... <laughs> my wife, I don't know how I <laughs> walked into that one, um, signed a book deal last uh, summer and handed in her book manuscript uh, this week. Yeah, it's a big deal. She's been working hard on it uh, for a long time, obviously. Now she waits for like six weeks for edits and then it comes out Mm, a little less than a year from now probably uh, winter 2022 probably early 2022 so uh, it's called doing nothing is no longer an option that's the mm. tentative title and it's about her relationship to uh, racial justice work so anyway right i will for sure keep uh updates on that coming as as we get closer to that but yeah excited for her we uh we cheered plenty this week in our house so
1: yes what Thanks. what a what an accomplishment you know Writing a book on its own is quite an accomplishment, but tackling that yeah. level of of a topic and something that deeply personal and I'm sure there was some difficult time sort of mining mining her experiences yeah. and 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 choices uh, that she's made she's made over the years and that, right. I'm sure it's I don't know the I don't know the entire thrust of the book. I know that she's I know some of the stories that she's she's shared, I'm sure will make it in mm-hmm. the book. Yeah. But,
2: um, I mean just writing it too during a global pandemic, uh tough, tough times. <laughs> so yeah man. Oh anyway, my God. yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> John, late breaking news. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, I know that you saw this because we talked about it off off mic before we started. Mm-hmm. New boss tones. Drop yeah. in in just a matter of months, that mm-hmm. pre-order got that pre-order in today. I'm really excited about that. I, the Boston's are uh, one of my favorite bands, one of my most listened to bands on Spotify. Yes, and I've slowly been collecting all their albums on vinyl. I'm really excited about this new one. Yeah, got some you know new ska core that's been coming out lately yeah. the best of the worst from New right, Jersey. Right, right. Yep. They just they just dropped their uh their new record. I just mm-hmm. got that in the mail the other day. So gotta yeah. love, gotta love new ska core.
2: That's right. The the Boston's album is called When God Was Great, which is a provocative title.
1: Yeah. Controversy.
2: No one knows what it's mean but it, what it means, but it's provocative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that will be I'll be curious to see what that may reference. Uh, we're also talking a little bit about the new no effects record, um, Mm -hmm. which I was saying, I haven't really, I was, I was huge into them, you know, back in the era that we cover in our pod mostly. Um, but haven't really hung on through the last, I don't know, several at least. Um, and this one was no different. I wasn't really expecting it to like blow my mind or anything. And it's fine. I haven't really disliked any of these albums. I just didn't really knock my socks off. Um, so. Yeah,
1: I haven't I haven't listened to it. I know we in recent years we have talked about some controversies related yes. to um Mike Burkett from you No know, Effects and how he is famously an asshole. Right. Um like by by design, I guess. I don't know yeah. like if he's if he thinks that I don't know. I'm I'm just hoping he... I know that he has, like, struggled with substance abuse issues for a number of years, and I just want the dude to be healthy and to not be an asshole. Like, yeah. you know, we talked about one of the earliest times on the pod that we talked about him was, you know, the the shooting that happened in Vegas where he's like, well, at least it was country fans that got shot and not punk rock fans. And you're just right. like, come on, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. you're, that's not cool. It's not funny. You know, he's, he's, you know, so I'm hoping I always want people to grow and get better as we've talked about a lot on the pod about the, the, as we've talked about cancel culture and stuff like Like, when people make giant mistakes and people fuck up, like, what do we want to do? Do we want them to go away forever and never, you know, be around? Or do we want them to, like, hopefully get better and, like, you know, learn from their mistakes, face the consequences, and just be better? Like, we've talked about Tim Lambesis from As I Lay Dying a lot on this pod and how it, like, affected me as a fan and affected his his family and he went to prison for trying to have his wife murdered, you know, like it's, and he's out and he's trying to be, do right by it. And like, I'm sure there are people who are skeptical of any time anybody is like back in the, like just pretending like nothing happened. And like, but I feel like if I see people trying to make an effort to be better than, yeah, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt until they, you know, prove otherwise. But yeah, you know, I don't know. Fat Mike is one of those people, it's just like I don't know, dude.
2: Like <laughs> Yeah. The bitch is just, just he's just he's just
1: off. yeah, he's just consistently been an asshole for a long time. And mm-hmm. and the he has that whole thing about um from the album The War on Errorism. The separation of church and skate talking about Mm -hmm. like you know punk rock isn't supposed to be safe and it's supposed to be in like essentially it's talking about like watered down punk rock and like christian bands probably too just like you know it's punk rock isn't supposed to be like family friendly it's supposed to be you know like i don't know like do we need to let do not do we need to like not let music evolve Right. We just like just always let music be static and one thing and never change and like I don't know. I just don't like to think of punk rock as one thing and
2: those gatekeepers. Yeah, we don't dude. like them.
1: No, we don't. I really, really don't.
2: <laughs> yeah, man.
1: But there is plenty of music that I am excited about. Yes. And this new Boston's record is one of them. And. What You know, what's happening, John, is like all of these rad albums that have come out in this last year during the pandemic,
2: mm-hmm. what
1: it's doing is it's creating a backlog of shows <laughs> right? that we're all going to be like, oh my God, like, how do I not, like, I have to like see all of the shows now. All of these amazing records that have come out, it's just going to be like, holy shit, this is going to be, yeah. this is going to be a lot of shows that I'm going to want to see.
2: I've saved so much money over the last year by not going to any shows or movies or anything, um, which I guess is good in a way, but I'm like, it's all going to cancel each other out eventually because all <laughs> these shows are going to happen at the same time and I'm going to go to all of them. So, I know, right? kind of a wash ultimately, probably.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I just got a notification, uh, an email recently from Between the Buried and Me mm. um, that they are letting people know that they're keeping their eye on things and shows are going to happen. And people who bought those VIP tickets or those are going to be honored. So my VIP ticket that I bought for that between the buried and me show of was supposed to happen. I think in May of last year. Yeah. It's, it's still good. And All right. I'm, I can't wait, man. This is going to be. Get him on be, the pod when you meet him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'll be like, you know, BT bam. When did, when did you first hear of Christian Skate Punk?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Maybe you'll hit it off.
1: Maybe. Maybe so. Um, anyway, so we have, John, a bunch of voicemails. Cool. We should check those out. We have a voicemail number, 872-762-4763-8727, MagPod. Mm-hmm let's listen to uh our boy Jason this is a uh, Jason from Los Angeles this is going to something that's going to come up uh it's going to be relevant to the patreon punks
3: mm. hi guys Jason uh, from Los Angeles area technically live in Laverne next to San Dimas but uh just uh that you guys know I heard your guys request to find my cabbage Patch at all the kids, the punk rock <laughs> one um, I that day I left a message and I didn't have go to the hospital. I uh, got diagnosed with diver it uh, uh. sucks. Uh, uh, it's been a few weeks I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, but just wasn't able to get the storage unit, wasn't feeling well. So, uh, it will, I will send that picture to you guys. You guys can post it for you. So, uh, uh enjoy the slick shoe season. Uh, it's great you guys are doing, uh, pods in the penny Box because Jeremiah, basis, uh, the slick shoes is mm-hmm. an LA Kings fan like myself. And, uh, you guys are doing Dogwood, little Dogwood history I have, uh, Back in maybe 97, 98. I went to like a true San Diego show. I saw Dogwood, uh, known as the victim in TOD. Oh my god. I love Soma in San Diego. I was going to Bible College in Marietta. It's kind of an hour trip, so a bunch of us went down there, checked it out. So, uh, a yeah, little bit of Dogwood history I have. So, uh, you guys keep up the, looking for this, this season, Dogwood. So, uh, Magpots a lot. See ya. Thanks,
2: man.
1: Thanks, man. That is that's a straight rescue Records show right there.
2: It's a rescue bill.
1: That's a rescue. That's a solid bill. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, the that Cabbage Patch for those who maybe didn't hear that uh, episode. He left this message. Jason left this message about like how um, because I hadn't mentioned Cabbage Patch dolls in one of the quizzes for you, and he said that he had one that he like. Marked up and like gave tattoos and made it look all punk rock and whatever. Yeah. And, and so I had casually mentioned something about like we should get one for the pod and like have it be like a mascot <laughs> or whatever. Huh. And Danny Stairs, in some sort of state, uh, bid on a cabbage <laughs> patch doll on eBay. <laughs> How much did he put it, in? It was he. It was like a couple dollars that he. Okay.
2: okay. <laughs>
1: he was like the. I think the only person that bid. The shipping was more than what he paid sure. for for the doll. Okay. But that's good. I have a cabbage patch doll in my possession right now, John. Okay. I can't wait moment. to see it. Right. Oh man. So, I, I have I've he's he's uh, I've put him put a bunch of stuff. On his person to make him more <laughs> punk rock, with uh-huh. the uh, assistance of Danny Stairs. But nice. this is our dude. Amazing. Does he have a name? Um, this—that's going to be the thing. We're going to uh, have the Patreon punks name him. I got a, I put some MXPX buttons on his leather jacket. Dope. I got a—I got a little black beanie on his head. Nice. Wait, what's this on the back? Is that a—that's <laughs> a punk rock show <laughs> back oh, patch? Man.
2: That rules. And what's
1: this? It's a wallet chain.
2: <laughs> oh, we gotta get picture this guy up.
1: Yes, this guy is punk as fuck, guys. Do we have to um, have like a
2: contest to name him or something?
1: I don't know. We we might um, we might try and get like some. Uh, I like I want to get like the Patreon punks involved to see like what they yeah. think we should name him, <laughs> okay. and maybe like have a poll or something, or just like have them like. I don't know. Maybe like have the Patreon punks like choose the the names, and then like we can have like a a, an official poll like on social media to see like
2: yeah, that sounds good.
1: What the name name should end up being for this guy, but like amazing. We need to um um like get him all tatted up and stuff. Yeah, he's like uh, (laughs) because so for for you guys like he has like a leather jacket already and like. And like a like leather like
2: overalls, like was he like the German one or something?
1: I don't know what this is, but like <laughs> it's a it's OG. It's no. He looks guy. dope.
2: We'll yeah. get some pictures of this guy up uh, <laughs> on social. Jason, yeah, please send in your your Cabbage Patch uh, picture uh, if you haven't yet.
1: They can uh, um, they can start a band.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I hope you're feeling better. I thought at yeah, first ma'am. that you said that the Cabbage Patch doll went to the hospital, so I laughed a little bit. Then I realized you're talking about yourself. Yeah. Uh, I hope you are doing better. Yeah, diverticulitis
1: um, is is no joke. I don't so. know what
2: that is, but it doesn't sound good.
1: It's a uh, it's an like it's like an intestinal thing. Ooh, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what that is. All right. But anyway, well, um, yes. hope, glad you're feeling better, man. Uh, yeah. Stay on the mend. Yes. Uh, we got some Danny Leary.
4: Mm. Hey guys, it's Danny Leary. Uh, I was just curious if you guys remember about five years ago, there was the uh, Dogwood Reunion campaign on Twitter. Like this Twitter account started up, and I think Indivision Music retweeted them, or maybe it actually was people from Indivision Music, but basically a Twitter account started up in like 2014, that's five years ago now, geez, I don't know, whatever, time is meaningless. So <laughs> like around 2014, there was a re- uh, Dogwood Reunion Twitter account. And it didn't have a lot of heat, but it was just like before I started MXPX memes and before I was like actively, constantly on Twitter talking about punk and Christian punk, like it's a Twitter account I followed because I never got a chance to see Dogwood Live back in the day. And I was always, because they never came to Boston that I'm aware of. So I was always disappointed about that. Then, when Dogwood finally reunited for the SoCal uh, Five Iron and MSPX shows, somebody tweeted at the Dogwood reunion campaign account and was like, "Hey, what do you th- you know? What's going on? Are you excited?" And the the account that had been campaigning for Dogwood to reunite was like excited about what? And like they had totally missed that the thing they'd been asking for for years had actually hit. And then, like, somebody tweeted at them, like, you know, a link to the show is happening in San Diego and uh, in <laughs> Ventura. Funny. And they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I found that really funny. Um, and then also Dogwood in 2018 played the Chain Reaction, which is the uh, – they headlined it. And that's the only time I've ever been to the Chain Reaction. That was an amazing show. Uh, like – Especially the set list, like, I was just like, every song they picked was a hit. Like, even more than MXPX or Slick Shoes, where there might be one or two songs I'm not crazy about. Like, melodically, every dog would song, even if I didn't necessarily uh, agree with some of the lyrics that they were still singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica's calling me. So, yeah, you get it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh fascinating i do not remember that
1: i don't remember that no um i honestly most of my twitter stuff has been in recent years has been i've been on twitter a lot more because of the pod right. um, i was never a huge twitter person i mean i was occasionally during like the the election the 2016 election and stuff but like right. um it wasn't like i was deep into like twitter subcultures like being like you know how there's like weird christian twitter you know right right and it's like i like i don't i'm not part of it. i wasn't i didn't i didn't i missed all of i missed all of that um right. and speaking of a chain reaction um you know that I, I i remember that they that venue almost closed down i thought it was going to but then it looked like it from what I'm seeing, it looked like it uh, it narrowly avoided closure mm. because of support from bands and fans. So that's cool. Yeah, um, I know that it's that's been like one of those those venues that I've heard a lot about. I've never mm-hmm. I've never been to Chain Reaction, let alone Anaheim. Right. So yeah. Um, Someday. Someday, one of these days. Um, we got our boy, Brian, the Lu- the Rudy Librarian.
5: Hey, guys. This is uh, Brian Canberra, also known as the Rudy Librarian. And I am uh, calling in because I wanted to join in and talk about the heavy stuff that you guys talked about. I want to thank you guys for, you know, as much as you bring a lot of joy and a lot of music, you also bring uh, the the heavy stuff. You talk about stuff that really matters and stuff that a lot of people have deconstructed and and had to reconstruct their faith because of some of that stuff, or or maybe didn't reconstruct their faith. But I'd say that I'm in that process, you know, as we speak, deconstructing and reconstructing, and I'm thankful to hear people talking about it. Uh, I'm going to tell you a very depressing story about something that I did when I was in high school. Um, I was in my government class, and we had to uh, come up with um, – we had to find a bill that was in legislation and write about it, and at the time, I was definitely at the peak of my sort of judgmental evangelical Christianity mm-hmm. uh, and a huge rock-for-lifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found uh, Senator Rick Santorum's Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act, oh. and I did my project on that complete with uh, the rock-for-life pictures of aborted fetuses yes. and yes. the soundtrack of uh, Christian metal and punk bands, many of which we've already discussed. Or you've discussed in the podcast, mm-hmm. and I played that to my class of thirty-something uh, fellow students, and uh, and I look back on that now and I think what a what a jerk, <laughs> 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 what a jerk, man. Um, I wish that I could go back and undo some of the harm that I did yeah. when I was at the peak of that evangelical Christianity um, and filled with. Judgment, and not with love, and not with grace, and not with mercy. And uh, I'm thankful for the conversations that you guys are having about what I th- what I what I now believe real faith looks like, um, and, uh-huh. and, and loving, and grace filled, and uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, it's hard to you know I still listen to those you know a lot of those bands, and I appreciate them for what they meant to me in my life then, but. Kind of like you guys talk about, there are definitely songs that I listen to now and I'm like, man, what a bummer. <laughs> uh, what a bummer that, that they mm-hmm. put those things to words. And, um, and those are the things that have perpetuated, um, you know, these kinds of feelings and discussions. And that's why I'm so thankful for, you know, bands like Five Iron Frenzy where Reese oh. comes out and says, you know, even when he did Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit was a song that really impacted me in viewing gay people differently than I did at the time. And he said, you know i didn 't go far enough, and uh, I think that you know it's so important for us to hear Christians that have those kinds of perspectives um, and they can encourage you know maybe some forward progress in our faith um, so
1: unfortunately got cut, <laughs> got cut off, but um thank you so much brian yeah i I really, really appreciate <sighs> that because i mean i did some of the same stuff Mm -hmm. when i was in high school i i've talked about this before Uh, i was on the school newspaper and i wrote an anti-abortion article that was essentially just pro-life propaganda that was very shoddily researched on my part i used the rock for life abortion is mean slogan as my headline for the article um, I I did presentations in in one of my communications classes about Jesus and like I was that was like sort of also at the height of my evangelical mm-hmm. like on fire state uh, when I was when I was that age and yeah I also look back and cringe at some of the, the choices I made and the the level of Judgment that I operated in versus, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, love and mercy and grace and, and I think I felt like, oh, I'm I'm like the 16, 17 year old guy. I got this shit figured
6: out. (laughs) Yeah, I got
1: this. Everybody else. I got this locked down. Mm -hmm. You know. And then I was that guy who would be like, you know, it's funny because like I'm the opposite of that now. But like when people would be like, when people would be like. do something they'd exclaim ah oh, jesus christ you know <laughs> i'd be like is my lord and savior <laughs> i was th- i was that uh, guy like just
2: yeah unbearable super fun at parties
1: <laughs> super fun super unbearable um yeah
2: well i mean brian you're describing this moment and how you're looking back on it and wanting to move forward in a, in a very thoughtful way but i don't think like you're saying andrew you're alone by any stretch. No. I think any of us look back on our teen years and have so much to cringe about and for any of us who were being fed these things, uh there's that much more to cringe about. So like it's not it's not like a coincidence that you each had these experiences. Like you didn't nope. come up with this on your own as like jerks. <laughs> like you nope. were told that this is what you're supposed to be doing um, exactly. as Christians. So unfortunately I think that describes uh, a lot of our experiences, but I'm glad yeah. to hear um, you kind of putting it in context and and thinking about how to respond now.
1: You know, and I also want to shout out his, his use of the word uh, deconstruction, because I think a lot of people l- think about that word or associate the word deconstruction with like an exit from faith. Like it then that doesn't need to be the case. Like we, we build up our identities in, in certain ways and it doesn't need to only be about faith that it's Hmm. not just faith that needs to be deconstructed. Like, like, for me, I, when I went through mine, like, I landed in, in a different place. Yeah, I, I, my deconstruction was a hard pivot out of religion, but, like, you can't constantly be in a state of deconstruction. Right. Like You have to, like, there's only so much you can deconstruct before you have to start rebuilding, you know, reconstructing. Like, mm-hmm. taking the pieces that you, like, like when you deconstruct you're like you take the pieces and you like I sort of like visualize like sorting them out like you're like okay so I've broken everything down to its base parts like mm-hmm. what do I do do I do like you throw out some stuff and then you like find ways to reincorporate some of the stuff that you want to hold on to and and for me like I'm I'm trying to I'm doing my best and like, I'm, I'm not, I'm a person, so I'm not always going to nail it, but like, I'm doing my best to still incorporate conversations of faith and incorporate people of faith into my life in a way that like, I feel like I can still grow and learn from them because Mm -hmm. a majority of my friends are people of faith. And that's not by coincidence. It's because those people, I feel like, understand me more than people who are, you know, who, like, I feel like deconstructed Christians or people, atheists who deconstructed out of Christianity, like, understand me more than mm-hmm. just just your run-of-the-mill atheists or somebody who grew up atheist. Right. Like, like not believing in God to me is like the least interesting thing about somebody. Like, I don't, I don't care. (laughs) Like if you don't believe in God, like great, whatever. I don't, that that's not like, that's a piece of trivia that doesn't tell me what you care Mm -hmm. about. So like, there's just so much more important to me than that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Twitter, I don't know if you've seen this, but deconstruction, very hot uh, topic. On Twitter lately, just in terms of, you know, that's a word that's been used for years um, in different ways, and now it's kind of really being interrogated in this uh, way that people are trying to define it and push back against it, but it's you know, I mean, much like the conversation around what is an evangelical, am I one whatever, which I went through for a long time, I'm like I don't really care about the term (laughs) like, I think you know, to, to, to your point and to Brian's point, like how you decide to act as a result of the the pieces that you put together that make sense for your life is what i'm more interested in than like trying to always define things and hold on to definitions and whatever. So anyway, uh lots of lots of stuff about deconstruction going on on twitter yeah. these days if you want to bum yeah. yourself out. Uh,
1: <laughs> I also want to just shout out uh at at you know, this might get people to Uh, I don't know. I don't want people to not listen to our pod, but like Dirty Rotten Church Kids uh, Mm -hmm. is another podcast. These guys, these guys, Josh and Adrian um, are uh, post-evangelical people and they're, and they're very much in the vein of kind of what we do, just like two dudes bullshitting before they talk about the heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's great. Um, so, for those of you who are like looking for that level of people who are trying to figure out what it means to be mm-hmm. b- beyond that evangelical bubble, mm-hmm. "Dirty Rotten Church Kids" is another podcast to- that's worth checking out.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, got our boy Danny Stairs with mm-hmm. a rare voicemail. Giving his thoughts and ideas what? on our conversation about dogwood.
7: What's up guys, your boy Danny Sayers here. Uh made it to the end of the episode. Um, um that was an interesting rendition of the Growing Pain's theme song. <laughs> um you know, maybe maybe we can fix it in post. <laughs> uh maybe we should do a second take. Um but you know that you could say that about a lot of the a- songs on this album
3: mm. we cover this week, too.
7: Woo um, <laughs> That was interesting. Um, Dog was a band I obviously knew about. Um, this particular album I hadn't heard of. I heard of other ones. The only one I think I owned was Matt Aragon. I feel like when I heard about them or finally got around to checking them out, that was the one I picked up. And that one didn't impress me um very much at all and, and so I never pursued anything else. Uh but this album, had I heard this back when I was first especially back then, uh now you know, a lot of it uh, is cringy lyrically, uh, although it is, you know, more sound theology than modern Christian worship music or whatever. Uh, I I probably would have been into them back in the day, um, and there's still a few songs on here that show a lot of promise, um, and certainly uh, would have warranted, you know, diving deeper into the discography uh, had I had this album versus versus that one, um, but. Um, I, I like some of them, um, usually around the same spot you guys did. I tend to agree with John's top three over Andrew's. Andrew's number two. So, uh, I agree. It just doesn't do it for me either. Um, so I'll sign off on John's top three, I suppose. Um, they're as good as any other top three on this album, um, and he didn't get any of the ones that I would be just you know, obviously opposed to. Um, anyhow, uh, thanks for uh, bringing this to light. I probably won't ever pick this album up. Um, but maybe I'll add a couple of the better songs uh, to some of my rotations um, and certainly looking forward to hearing as they grow and become better musicians and hopefully a little mm-hmm. better recording uh, quality and whatnot. So uh, keep up the great work. Looking forward to next week. Magpie for life.
1: What, Thanks, one buddy. of the more sincere Danny Stairs <laughs> voicemails. <laughs> yeah,
2: really diving into uh, critiques of the band and his yeah. thoughts. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, so... For those of you who are like, "What is he talking about?" the Growing Pains theme song. This is why you gotta listen to the very end of the
2: episode. Sometimes All two hours and forty five minutes, people.
1: Sometimes we have our own secret tracks. Am I right, John? Am I right? <laughs> I
2: am a Christian. C h r i s t i a n.
1: Um So, yeah, I uh, we will be talking about Matt Aragon. Yes. This. this uh, this section on the main feed. Mm-hmm. So, this week we're doing more than conquerors, uh, next week building a better me, and then um, Matt Aragon. So, those will all be on the main feed. We'll be discussing other records on Patreon.
2: Yes, uh, um, um, yeah, it's it's fun. He's, he mentioned. Um, agreeing with my top three, yeah, but when we, <laughs> my top three, but, you're uh, my
1: brother,
2: <laughs> my companion. <laughs> um, when we put out the ask about people's top three. Jason mm-hmm. was certainly the one whose list uh, seemed to be the most simpatico with most people. Uh, he had,
1: Including a former member of Dogwood. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to get.
2: We all had the same one and three and different number twos, but he had Tribute as his number two. Yeah, And uh, Sean Beatty, former yeah. member of Dogwood, uh, had All Hands number one, Preschool Days number two, Tribute number three. Um, so anyway, Tribute Sh- seems to be... Sean Beatty, senior
1: pastor at uh, Clovis Hills Church. Yes. Um, I'd like to apologize to
2: to him if you you listen to our podcast. Um, He was in the scene. Yeah, no, he, he knows. Uh, about, he knows the he knows the deal. Yeah, um, but yeah. Sometimes that, yeah. I worry about like people are like, "Oh, these guys are covering this Christian." Oh no! <laughs> what I worry more about is bands finding us and us just shitting on albums of theirs. <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, definitely
1: it's definitely different than Reese, who's like, he's like, "Guys, I want I want you to shit on my band,"
2: right, and I'm like, "No, this album is good, dude." It's <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah,
1: cheer. <"Sure." laughs>
2: <laughs> um, anyway We haven't yes. done a recent
1: impression in a long time That's true we it's, gotta
2: been back.
1: it's been a while Uh, we got We got Sawyer Hey
0: Hey, uh, my my is Sawyer I'm from New Jersey I, um uh, I'm not caught up on the podcast I'll start off by saying that Um, I'm only About halfway through season 2 I'm on the, uh Anti-Meridian episode And Uh, you guys were just talking about uh, Starburst I feel like (laughs) it's time for a Starburst discussion to come back Um, Mm. I just want to say John I'm sorry Uh, Red is definitely the worst Starburst I'm not a big fan of Red Um, I definitely gotta go with first. Yellow and Orange are actually tied for second for me and then Red is I'm
1: sorry Wow, uh, the only
0: red that I like <laughs> is the Fruit Punch one from
1: mm. the hey, uh, true uh,
0: favorite Reds pack. Yes. Or I think that's in the Tropical pack too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way, um, I got a bunch more stuff that I want to talk about in voicemails at some point. But for now, Starburst. That's it. That's first priority. So Fair
1: enough. That is a controversy. Yeah. So we have been talking about. Starburst on this pod for years. Um, yeah. It is well known that John is a red rider. I'm a pink boy. Hmm. Um, and we do have some we have some lemon heads out there. And literally, Brian, my brother, is the only person I know that gives shit about Orange.
2: Did we come up with a name for Orange? No, because
1: fucking it. nobody cares about Orange. <laughs> Brian doesn't get his own nickname. Like We have people who are passionate about red pink and yellow nobody mm. gives a shit about orange. Fair. So, but uh that's that's fascinating to me. Like yeah. so the fave reds is my jam, is my jam because you got your mm-hmm. you got your pink and your reds. You got your you know your strawberry and cherries and then you do have the fruit punch and the watermelon. The fruit punch is legit. Though. Real good. Real good. It's real good. Real real good. Um but Sawyer has one more thing to say. Um, so we got to make sure he, uh, cause this has to do with our boy Danny Stairs. Mm. Shit.
0: I totally forgot to mention, um, uh, I have this number saved in my phone as, uh, hijacking Danny Stairs voicemail time. Um, <laughs> because it's always Danny Stairs time of the podcast. When you, whatever, uh, either way, um, also forgot to say Magpots for life. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he has it saved as in his phone, our voicemail number is hijacking Danny Stairs' voicemail time.
2: I mean, that's which is
1: which is not which which is fair, you know. We got to like look, if we played all of the voicemails that Danny Stairs left, <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't have time for anything else.
2: That's true. So, we love you Danny. <laughs> um Thanks, Sawyer. So. Yeah, we will get to the Starburst Swirlers uh, this season at <laughs> some point. Gosh. That was going to be our next uh, Starburst discussion. But as we've noted, have we noted this on the main feed? I, yeah, we have. We're moving on uh, from hmm. from the Starburst Wars to those Water Wars.
1: Ooh, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. And- John, controversy. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we. I feel like it was like when the the last the first time we mentioned. Topo Chico was on the uh, Patreon.
2: Okay. This might have been a Patreon only, yeah, it might have only been a Pat- thing. But Andrew famously a LaCroix boy. Yeah. Um I have documented my uh takes about mineral water over the years to him. Not usually a big fan until I found Topo Chico mm. uh, a few years ago. And I enjoyed it then, but then like only started getting it really during quarantine, like in the house. And now I'm super into it. So I'm I'm repping the Chico chicks. Uh Andrew's repping the LaCroix boys. We're gonna have a taste-off of some kind. Andrew's going to taste some on the Patreon uh, this week. I, uh, I,
1: have, I have some bottles of Topo Chico, the regular yummy. mineral water, and the hint of lime mm. in my fridge at this moment, chilling, <laughs> waiting for me to crack one open mm. on Patreon this
2: week. So you'll get those immediate takes from Andrew. Yet another reason to join the Patreon and hear those. So, <laughs> anyway.
1: What are the, it's like the content people want. Andrew drinking water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I also I can't remember if I mentioned clearly Canadian on the pod or not, but that was like my go-to drink growing up. It was kind of big, at least in like the Upper Midwest in the '90s, and then it went yeah. away for years. And now it's back, and you can get it at um, World Market. Um, and I love what it was so your much. Room?
1: Black cherry. I think
2: uh, I think that is the best. Uh,
1: I, I seem to remember that's the one I remember the most.
2: Yeah, cherry, blackberry, both very good. Uh, the is it just regular
1: cherry? I thought it was black cherry.
2: It might be I, black cherry. I can't remember. I'm Who knows? Um, I'm looking I, this up. I'm live, yeah, you know, live
1: fact-checking you.
2: Do that live, live googling while I while I finish this. But so anyway, I love it so much. Uh, it's not cheap, so I asked for a gift card for Christmas uh, for World Market, and someone in my family got me a fifty dollars gift card, and I'm like, I'm using this exclusively. I'm clearly Canadian, which I did, um, and bought many bottles. And I had <laughs> so many of them that now I'm kind of like done on it because it's like sweeter than I remember. It's pretty sweet. Mm. That's probably why I liked it so much. Yeah. Um, so by the end of it, my teeth were like legit hurting after all that Clearly <laughs> Canadian. So I think I got a pause from those guys for a while anyway.
1: And so, okay. So it looks like it's wild cherry and uh, there, you there was, go. right. And then there was blackberry.
2: Yeah. I think wild was- cherry is the, the, the way to go.
1: Yeah. Um, but we did talk, I think we also talked about liquid death. We might need yes. to
2: got to get, get <laughs> that sponk get them. that on. Spon- <laughs> I put it in an email. <laughs> Did <laughs> I've you not, not heard anything yet? God but. damn it. Come on. <laughs> Come on Liquid Death. I know. We will
1: we will we will support the shit out of that. Yeah. Um we got our boy Nicky P. Hey. How hey, hey,
6: hey! are
1: <laughs> uh, It's my it's Nicky P and I just wanted to do a little uh, tribute to Mr. Hankey because that's what that little Marky. Marquee- Sounded like <laughs> holy shit. Um, that
3: makes it even funnier for me. As soon as I heard it, I thought it was a Mr. Hanky bit. Um, <laughs> but I really want a South Park, and it, yeah,
8: Mr. Hanky from South Park. Uh,
3: I
1: really want a Mr. Hanky Little Markey um,
8: edition. Anyway, I just wanted to do that. Oh, and if, I'm a huge South Park fan. Huge South Park fan. If you haven't played the Stick of Truth South Park game, there's actually a scene where you have to perform an abortion. So
1: anyway.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, thanks, Nikki P. Uh so here's the thing. Um uh Mark Fox, who is a little marky, um evidently he has since passed.
2: Yeah, so we found this out on a Discord. We found this out on the um, Discord.
1: We we were uh, talking a little, Marky, and everybody was like, "Guys, you got to get him on the pod." <laughs> Turns out, we cannot get him on the pod. Well, uh, I was he's, trying. To- he's, he's gone to the great, the great pod in the sky.
2: The <laughs> great. Uh- the great little Marquee recording <laughs> studio guy sky. Jesus, I, Jesus is uh, in the clouds crying for a little Marquee. Yeah, yes. Um, I, I tried to verify this and could not. I found like one comment on like a blog post that said he had died, but I don't know. I need to see some more facts. But anyway, the person I was messaging on LinkedIn, uh, probably not the same guy, unfortunately. Um, but you know, a, a R.I.P. Apparently.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. We apparently we need to and no are we are we too uh calling 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 it for little marky a little too early are you saying
2: that <laughs> i don't know i'm sure it's true i just like could like, i clearly i couldn't find a clear like statement or obituary or anything like that i just saw some hearsay so right. mysteries
1: mystery um <laughs> little marky if you're out there um,
2: little murky mysteries.
1: Get, get him on the get him on the get him on the pod. We'll figure. He's you.
2: a little fetus that solves crimes. <laughs> this week, I tried to solve a crime. <laughs> uh,
1: Dustin, this is a uh, first timer. Hey,
8: hey guys, this is Dustin from St. Louis. Um, just started listening to you guys' podcast, and I fucking love it. Um, yeah. so like you guys. Uh, Specifically, related a lot to Andrew and your story. Man, um, just a couple years younger than you guys in my mid-30s, and I was a dude in high school that was the most on fire for Jesus. Mm. and Loved going to the Christian bookstores, and um, my favorite bands were Ace Troubleshooter and yes. Slick mm. Shoes, and Five Iron was the tops of the list. Uh, you know, MXPX was in there, and man, I just loved all that shit so much. <laughs> Um, favorite times going to stand up and acquire the fire and really praising him hard. Yes. Um, but, uh, the reason I found you guys is because I, uh, I, I heard the new Five Iron album and man, oh man, has it been unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I definitely had a fallout from religion and all that shit years ago in college. I too went to a Christian college. I went to Greenville where Jars of Clay is from, because mm-hmm. I was going to uh, be in the next big ska band, and I had to get some of that Jars of Clay jizz all over me while I was at school. Wow. But, uh, yeah, um, oh, man. still a big Five iron, still a big MXPX and Foot Shoes fans. just love those bands, and, you know, yes. the last couple of years have been so frustrating, uh, and I was just finding myself so angry every day at all the, the evangelical people that just you know, all over Trump and all that stuff, and, and, you know, the start of this year was kind of a nice release, but super capped off with that Five Iron release. I just felt so good with this new album. It's just so tight. Music is amazing. The lyrics are super fucking on point, and I just felt like, you know, there's more people out there like me that are just frustrated and, and pissed, but... Um, been going back and listening to, uh, every episode that I can. Uh, found you guys because of the Reese Roper interview and, uh, the rest of the Five Iron People interview. And I've been kind of trying to go back and listen to all the, the MXPX full length studio albums. And, uh, you guys ruined Secret Weapon for me, so thanks for that. <laughs> but, uh, Slowly was always my favorite. Too sentimental, man. That album is just the best. Uh, and my favorite, was, uh, Five Iron was Upbeats and Beatdowns. Just finished that episode. Super stoked to hear that Andrew was most into milestone. That's my all time favorite five uh five iron song. That song just kicks so fucking hard. It's just <laughs> oh love it. Always loved it. Um anyways. I'm gonna keep listening and uh, trying to catch up uh, episode by episode, but love what you guys are doing. And, uh and uh yeah, keep it up. Right on. Bye. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate like uh you know, it's it's not often that we get, you know, new listeners who call in and let us know that mm-hmm. they're that they're new listeners. Like sometimes we'll have people on um, social media or whatever, but um, really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, dude, that those those kind of acquire the fire high school things. Mm-hmm. That's like we've talked about how that is an impossible place. An impossible sort of standard to maintain.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. You you can acquire that fire, but you cannot maintain it. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to Greenville, also in the state of Illinois. Um, Southern Illinois, I believe. Um, uh, shout out also to Dustin for being the first person to ever use the phrase jars of clay jizz. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> five, yeah. five jars of clay jizz points yeah, the, to you. Um, yeah.
1: I think that that is a, a different kind of flood. Uh, <laughs> there you uh, go. But also, my dude, Dustin, we will be covering Ace yes, Troubleshooter sooner. and John. I wanted to let you know. Yeah. Uh, courtesy of dudes on the old school Tooth and Nail Records Facebook group, yes. we got those first two unreleased. Ace Troubleshooter records. Well, Hell I shouldn't yeah. say unreleased. The uh, independently released right. Ace Troubleshooters, because the only the f- like I was I operated under the assumption for many years um, that that Ace Troubleshooter um, album that the, the self titled was their first record. Mm-hmm. It is their third record. Yeah, and they put out two self released albums before that. That uh, are significantly more rough around the edges. Some of the songs on that self-titled record uh, have some of those songs are on their earlier their two earlier records, but um, they this is that self-titled record is significantly better (laughs) than some of the songs that I've listened to so far on these early ace these early Ace records. So
2: that doesn't surprise me. I remember them. Existing, but I don't think i ever listened to them. Now, did you get to the cover of Two Princes? Yet? I
1: have, I have not. There is okay. a Two Princes cover, and that came up on last. uh Was it last week's game or two weeks? A couple weeks ago. Couple weeks ago. A couple yeah. weeks
2: ago. <laughs> have some bread now. <laughs> that that's some bread now. That's some bread now. That's
1: some bread now. <laughs>
2: that's some bread oh now. Oh my god! He should be and like if, the if subway you, guy now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, yes nothing nothing screams relevant
2: <laughs> like well better than jared than
1: the spin doctors
2: sure <laughs> if you want to get a foot long there's no five dollars a- <laughs> now i don't know um and anyway. if you
1: are into child porn now <laughs> oh, we won't represent you now speaking our bread of smells weird
2: now yeah
1: <laughs> christalia um mm. our dude who is not our dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we, but we have previously done his Eminem impression on the show. Yes, and his I, one
2: contribution to this. His earth. one
1: his one contribution. Uh, w- and sad to say, we have to retire that. <laughs> yeah, bit I think so. That guy okay. had a rough he, week. He, he, he sucks. He's yeah. never he's and I've said on the pod he's never been funny to me. That yeah. Eminem bit that he did is the single funny thing that he <laughs> has ever done. Like yeah. all of his other stand up sucks. Right. And it turns out, as a person, <laughs> he also sucks. So get your life together, Chris DeLeo.
2: Maybe he'll, uh, you know, he'll repent, much like uh, your dude. I hope so. That's, and uh, that that would be
1: that would be <laughs> the best case scenario. Um, but for people that are that groom people, yeah, that because yeah. that's that seems to that was seems to be like his thing. Yeah. And people that groom. That to me is
2: the, Pretty bad. the worst. Like, Pretty too bad. Uh,
1: yeah, just, just don't, just stop it. Yeah, stop it.
2: Don't do Look, that. I'm
1: looking at you, Drake. Um,
2: I'm looking yeah, at you questionable. I'm um, looking at you. Don't do it.
1: Don't fucking do it. Don't you do it, Drake? <laughs> don't you do, it, Drake? <laughs> um,
2: anyway, Millie Bobby Brown
1: is a sweet angel. Don't you dare Millie hurt her
2: alone. Leave Millie alone. Um. Anyway, Ace Troubleshooter coming up the season. <laughs> coming up the season.
1: All right. And, John, we have a, a resolution to our mm. episode last week where we had TK, who left us a voicemail that we couldn't understand. He took your advice hey, and he left a voice memo that he emailed to us.
9: Hey guys, it's TK from LA. Uh, Apparently I have very poor cell service here in the tiny metropolitan region known as Los Angeles. (laughs) So I'm going to try a voice memo. Um, One of the things I mentioned was you guys talked about wanting to get more girl artists in the mix. And an artist I strongly recommend is Miss Angie. So she had um, an album in 1997 that was called 100 Million Eyeballs. And it had a song on it that was like, I lift my eyes up. And that was kind of her hit single from the yeah. album, but it was it was good stuff, like fuzzy guitars and really tight vocals. So that'd be awesome if you could bring Miss Angie into the mix. Um, also, I know you've talked about the concept of God or girl in lyrics, where you can't really tell if it's written for uh, you know a spiritual being or a romantic one. Um, I thought that would make for a fun like trivia segment on your show. Mm. I don't know if you've already done this. I'm sorry I haven't heard every single episode. <laughs> That's okay. If you wanted to keep it gender neutral in the title, you could call it agopic or erotic. Mm. All right. And one last shout out. Um, so I grew up in the northwest part of the country and the big Christian music festival there was called Creation Fest in the town of George, Washington. Um, so I would enter those gates and I would beeline to the fringe stage where bands like Goaty Hook, Five Iron Frenzy mm. and Squad Five O. Uh, oh, yeah. Ace Troubleshooter, I remember, was there. Um, and I would just watch these bands on this tiny stage in you know, the 100 degree heat. Uh, I remember a funny memory is MXPX wasn't there. So I asked my friend, I was like, uh, do you know why MXPX isn't isn't here? And he's like, oh, you know, they just signed to a secular label. So they were not invited to Creation Fest. They're going to play Burn the Earth Fest instead. What? We were quite judgmental. Um, but, anyways, guys, thanks for all that you do. I feel like you really capture the essence of, you know, being a '90s Christian rock youth group kid, and it's just fun to come here to relive those memories, but also just to build a new sense of community. All right, MP4L.
1: Oh,
2: nice, <laughs> TK, crushing t- it. Thanks, TK. man.
1: TK, yeah, t- new, uh, new spin on it. You know, I don't think, uh, I don't think yeah. we've had an MP4L.
2: Into uh, it. I support it.
1: I support it too. Uh. Yeah, that's a that's a bummer. The the judgmental, you know, MXPX signing to a label, so therefore they want to burn the earth. You know, I'm
2: seeing that there is a Earth Burn Festival, but I don't think that's the same thing. Um, fascinating. Fascinating. Um, Miss Angie, I did not remember this, but you know, you talking about um, I lift my eyes up. That sounds familiar. So. I'm gonna to, we're going to check her out. This, this could be a good one to add.
1: Yeah, we have to check that out. Um, there is uh, something...
2: Agapic or Erratic? got yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. I yeah. love this.
1: I don't know. Maybe, John, maybe that will have to be the game that mm. you you craft for me.
2: That could be. That could be. We, we will definitely do this at some point. These are all Thanks. great ideas, uh, TK. Thank you for sharing your your thoughts and um, your ideas. That's and ideas. Hashtag thoughts and ideas. <laughs> Hashtag, yeah, thanks for, thanks for calling.
1: Okay, so, John, yes. all of that. <laughs> we've covered the voicemails, we've covered other stuff. Mm. I have a very important question to ask you. Hit me. Do you want to play a game? <laughs>
2: With the caveat that I I don't want to get yelled at for <laughs> making yeah. mistakes. Yeah. Okay? You
1: got you got seriously bust tossed on the Discord this yeah, this week.
2: Look Jen Jen
1: <laughs> <laughs> Saying her husband's like, has this guy ever seen a, w- a wallet before?
2: <laughs> now, not remembering that driver's licenses are in wallets is not that one is, of my strong moments. That is,
1: that is on, that is on you. However, yeah. I would have I, even taken receipts, bro. I would have taken receipts. Whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, John. This is going to be an interesting, mm. an interesting quiz today because I have, I have tailored something. All right. Specifically for my dude.
2: So I'm probably going to fail and have people make (laughs) fun of me. Let's do it. I'm ready.
1: Okay. So we are talking this week about more than conquerors. Yes. And so I have a game that I'm calling. This game is more or less your typical Magpod game.
2: (laughs) What is that a reference to?
1: um more than conquerors
2: uh, more or less okay i got so you. we you.
1: we are going to be talking i'm going to be asking you questions about things relating to more or less of got things. got it okay so are you ready
2: i'm ready Let's all right do it.
1: first question Gainesville, florida band less than jake has been pumping out ska punk jams since 1992 But what is the origin of the band's name? Is it A, the band practice was bothering the Fiorello family dog, prompting the feeling that they weren't as important as the dog. B, former founding member Jake Flores left the band early on to join a different band that was already gaining traction in the Gainesville scene. C, it was an inside joke about a high school classmate who struggled with remembering the different math symbols. Or D, it doesn't really have an origin story beyond Chris makes thinking it sounded cool and there isn't even a Jake.
2: I know that I knew the answer to this at one point. It has since been pushed out of my brain uh, in favor of knowing, you know, all kinds of nonsense from this podcast. <laughs> um, I think, though, that if I recall correctly, it is about... Math symbols, so I'm I'm going C.
1: You're going. The band was from the inside joke about the classmate who struggled with the different math symbols. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. No, this is about the Fiorello family dog. Oh, okay. okay. It is a. Uh, I believe it was a French bulldog. Hey. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know this. Um and they were the Fiorello's parents, Vinny, who say his parents were saying, like, hey, your practice is bothering the dog. That's right, that's you, right. You stop, you have to stop doing this. And they're like, and the dog's name was Jake. And they're like, Hey, it's yes, I guess we're less than Jake. <laughs>
2: that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh well. So,
1: alright. Um That's right, John That's right. Well, <laughs> thanks uh, thanks
2: you, for building me up. <laughs>
1: We have, we have four more. There's still, there's still time. All right, all right. Um, political campaigns are notorious for borrowing music without getting permission from the bands first. Like Mike Huckabee, who used the song More Than a Feeling in 2008 before Boston respectfully called him out for it. One band went the other direction. When their song was used by Donald Trump in 2015, what lead singer said this? Go fuck yourselves, a lot of you. You sad, attention-grabbing, power-hungry little men. Do not use our music or my voice for your moronic charade of a campaign. Was this A, Chad Kroger of Nickelback, B, Ozzy Osbourne, C, Michael Stipe of R.E.M., or D, Axel Rose from Guns N' Roses?
2: And This is another one that I feel like I knew... See, the lot of you is throwing me because that sounds like an English phrase, which would suggest Ozzy Osbourne. But I, can't, I don't know what Black Sabbath song uh, Trump would have been rocking. Uh, I seem to remember Axl Rose perhaps getting upset. So I'm going Axl D. You're going
1: Axl Rose said, go fuck yourselves. Yep. Uh- mm. <laughs> It. I'm. I'm sorry. No, that was, that was our boy Michael Stipe.
2: Uh, okay, from
1: REM. He, you went through. He used uh So Michael Stipe, I guess, doesn't have Twitter, or at least he didn't in 2015. And Mike Mills uh, conveyed through his yes, Twitter,
2: that's right?
1: That's right. That he's like, this is what Michael Stipe <laughs> has to say. Like, I, I just think it's like he doesn't mince words just like he's not like we just we you know the boston's like you know why we while we appreciate your you know liking our song we have never endorsed a candidate and michael stipe is like go
2: fuck yourselves (laughs) yeah i I mean he's our dude i love michael stipe so much that sounds like a statement that he would say which is why i didn't want to Go with that one. I was like, I thought it made news because it was like somebody you were kind of surprised by. Um, what so are, what song were they using? Shiny Happy People or something?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember which one they were using.
2: Maybe um, it was Everybody Hurts because their song choices at their campaigns were always like very strange.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is a long list of. Uh, so. These all these people, I believe all these people, Chad, Ozzy, and Axel, they the Trump campaign has all used their Here, music, okay. and they have all been like, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. And I'm pretty sure Crazy Train was the song
2: that they uh, used for Ozzy. Which, again, strange. Strange choice for somebody <laughs> trying to be president, but you know. Yeah. Um, but Chad
1: Kroger, um, you know, he's a... Uh, proved him has been proving himself as a in recent years to be like you know saying some saying some good stuff so yeah. you know maybe he's not as maybe he's not as douchey as he <laughs> presents himself to be
2: don't look at this photograph of the trump campaign <laughs>
1: all yeah, right third funny. question yeah um some movies are more than meets the eye sometimes not mm. the asylum Is a notorious indie film studio known for ripping off popular movies. From Snakes on a Train to Sunday School Musical, nothing is off limits. In 2007, the Asylum made their version of the Michael Bay action movie Transformers. What was their version called? A. Herobots. B. Transmorphers. C. Autotrons. Or D, star shifters.
2: Or E, Jesus the Transformer. <laughs> um, was that on the main feed? It <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> it's hard to yeah. keep track of where our jokes are. Um, I actually so, know We have this so one. many jokes. So many solid jokes. Um, I actually know this one mm. uh, because I know of the Asylum. And I'm mm-hmm. now that I'm saying I know this one, I'm, I'll get it wrong. But I'm pretty confident it's Transmorphers, B.
1: Yes, it is. Transmorphers. <laughs> Great name. Um yeah, they they this this company, this studio is so blatant. It's not yeah. even I mean it's like because their Transmorphers movie also came out in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they do this. If they're like, oh, we know this script is being shopped around, yeah. we have to get on it or whatever
2: or how it works. But they do it extremely quickly. Yeah. And just try to make money to get it out as soon yeah. as they can.
1: And it just seems like one of those things where it's like Somebody's like for Christmas they want the new Transformers movie and someone's poor sweet grandma sees this like in like the five dollar bin at the Walmart and they're just like this is the movie that my (laughs) grandson wanted.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but like in the nineties when Disney Renaissance was happening, there were constant like fake Pinocchios and you know Lion Kings and all that stuff yeah. and my grandma would constantly purchase them for $5 at the grocery store or whatever and be like <laughs> here it is and I'm like I guess I'll watch this shitty version of Pinocchio um, <laughs> anyway now the the Pinocchio that I had for some reason uh, I don't know why I'm getting all of this but whatever this is what the pot is for um, that version uh, Jiminy Cricket is murdered um, <laughs> which happens in the original book too Pinocchio smashes him with a mallet Why? But in this, what an asshole Because he didn't want to listen to his conscience um, But in this version he like Brutal. Throws this mallet against the wall And you see his like green guts fall down the wall oh And I was just God. like traumatized As a kid I've tried fuck? to find This particular movie that my grandma bought For me over the years and I haven't but if anybody Remembers that let me know <laughs> I mean there's there's this whole subculture
1: Of people finding dead Media are you are you like Familiar with this whole concept? Maybe. Of like dead media that like stuff that like goes missing and people right, right, right. Hunt, try to identify and it and stuff. Uh, try yeah. and hunt it and find it. And yeah, yeah it's that's a that's a whole wild thing. Yes. Okay. So right. um Transmorphers, let's uh maybe watch on the pod. Hey. Watch on the Patreon. Sounds good. Um four. The band Extreme has previously lamented the popularity of their hit more than words due to the fact that it overshadowed almost everything else they did. Yep. Due to this, parodies of the song and the video became popular. Which of these wasn't a real parody of More Than Words? Was it A, Weird Al parodied the music video by doing a shot-for-shot remake for his song, You Don't Love Me Anymore? B, a Christian group wrote a parody called More Than Works based on Ephesians 2.
2: I really hope that's real.
1: C, Jason Siegel parodied the music video for an episode of How I Met Your Mother. Or is it D, The Big Bang Theory did a video and song parody called More Than Nerds. I'm
2: going to get this one wrong. Um, I feel like I remember the Weird Al video. If it's not real, it feels like it should be. Uh, I really want that Christian than works to be real, but I've not heard of that. I have not seen much of How I Met Your Mother, but that sounds like something that he would do and be on that show. Uh, also not a fan of Big Bang Theory, but it seems weird that they would do that if How I Met Your Mother also did it. Man. Um, I, I Boy, I'm going B because I've never heard of this Christian group, but I hope I'm wrong because I want that to exist.
1: You're saying that the one... That I made up was the more than works based on Ephesians two. Yes, John, you should have listened to your intuition because more than works exists, my dude. Can we? Are you are you ready for this?
2: I'd probably not.
1: Can you see my screen? Yes. This is
8: this is a
2: bummer. When did this?
1: This is, this is a group called apologetics <laughs> with an x <laughs> yeah that sucks this sucks no everything about this is about to hurt is every it, every part of you it's supposed to be funny no i don't think so they might
10: tell you there's lots of works god wants to see from you that's not
2: I feel like that could have been like funny, but that wasn't funny.
1: No. Um, the uh the the part where it's like you know the, the what is it that uh th- all the good you do ain't no big deal. Yeah, fuck it doesn't matter. Don't do anything.
2: Like yeah, you don't have if to do anything.
1: It's not going to save you, so don't do it. Who cares? Exactly.
2: Doesn't matter.
1: What a terrible, terrible way of looking at that, at that verse.
2: Yeah, that sucks. That uh it sucks. also came out in 2005, which is like 15 or 20 years after that song was a big <laughs> deal, which is funny. Um, I like that song though. That song's jam. Um But there's a story that
1: I I found that they, that so extreme was playing because they were like this funk metal band.
2: This is like out of character for them.
1: yeah, Yeah. And they were playing with Aerosmith on some tour and, um, and they were like so frustrated that they were like the more than words band Sure. But they like wouldn't they stopped playing it at shows at, at some point when they were <laughs> playing with, people with, loving Ar- it. with Aerosmith. And Steven Tyler, like <laughs> on their dressing room door, posted some note that said, play the fucking song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we brought you here for one reason and like, that's it.
1: And they're like, you know, when is the he, there's he's essentially like, when is the next time you guys are gonna be playing in like this part of Europe? People want to hear the song. Play the fucking song.
2: That's a good point, Steven Tyler. Yeah. Um, fascinating. Well, okay, so which one is is the answer? Um, The Big Bang Theory. I made that one up. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I don't know if you like that show, but like... No, fuck that show. Yeah, okay, good. So like... <laughs> I was like I mean it would be weird if they did it after how I met your mother did it but like not really cuz they kind of are a, a lazy show so like it wouldn't be that out of character for them to have done that so anyway
1: No and also the the Jason Segel they they actually got the guitar player <laughs> yeah. from
2: Extreme That sounds very Jason Segel.
1: And it's really great. It's not it's not a parody of the song sure. but it's like like a pastiche that yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're and he's like wearing like the white shirt and yeah, that sounds you know, awesome. It's, it's pretty funny. Oh man. Um, I was a, I was a him, fan. All right.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm one for four here.
1: Yes. So John, this is a question for you, for okay. John Potter, Taylor, okay. just for John. <laughs>
2: okay. Thanks.
1: The phrase less is more has become synonymous <laughs> with minimalism in uh-huh. a variety of disciplines. Mm. One of those is filmmaking. As someone who has requested more <laughs> high art when it comes to talking film, I'm going to ask you about directors who are considered masters of minimalism, subtlety, and restraint. Mm. Which of these filmmakers does not fall into this category? A, Federico Fellini. B, Chantel Ackerman. C, Robert Bresson. Or D, Bresson. Brasson, sorry. Okay, Okay, shit. (laughs) D Abbas uh, Kurosawami.
2: Kurosawami, yeah. Um, I mean, you're talking minimalism. Mm -hmm. Fellini is not a minimalist. Um, Hmm. Brasson, yes. Kurosawami, I can see. Yeah, I mean, I. Directors who are considered masters of minimalism. I don't think that's A. So, I'm going A. Fellini.
1: John, you're right!
2: Hey! hey yes!
1: You know? Nailed it! Nailed. Thank you for
2: tailoring it explicitly to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I figured, you know, like, uh, these are people who I've never heard of, but, you know, the fact <laughs> that great you're... filmmakers. Yeah, the fact that you were like, oh... Fucking obviously, Ackerman. Yeah, goddamn. Like <laughs> Brisson, Like, tell me how I'm saying the name wrong. So I'm like,
2: obviously. So and John, you would like uh, you would like Brisson. Some some interesting moral stories there. Uh, I recommend everyone watch uh, Eight and a Half by Fellini. Uh, one of the best movies ever made. Okay. Anyway, but two not for a five. Mi- but but not a minimalist. Certainly not a min- minimalist movie. No. No.
1: Um. Yeah. I was. Uh, it's a. Uh, I'd, I don't even really know what would qualify as uh, minimalism or anything mm. like that, but sure. you know, maybe, uh, this is going to have to be something we talk, we discuss. <laughs> sounds great. Uh, off, off pod, maybe on, uh, we'll have a, you'll do, you'll do a master's class in, in minimalism and filmmaking. Oh
2: or, man, that sounds wonderful. I don't think that's why people are <laughs> listening to our podcast, but uh, it sounds great to me. <laughs> Um, well right. you know I'm considering two, 2 out of 5 a victory these days so
1: Yeah well I mean what you got I think was it 1 out of 5 last week so yeah, it was tough. you're well, you're it's- you're going I don't know mate John I'm, I'm it's uh you were defending yourself on the discord saying like hey it's it's harder than you think when yeah. you're in the hot seat you yeah. know you start second guessing the 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 logic of, of how I put together the questions and, and that sort of stuff. So
2: not questioning your game making, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that you've already catered to me by having me look at the words, but nonetheless, answering uh, in the moment not not my strong suit. Um, uh, well, we, we d- you did answer. you did say on on the Discord, you're like maybe
1: you should. turn the tables and make a game for me
2: sometime this season i will do that you let me know when you're struggling some particular week and i'll i'll game it up
1: yeah well um it's some 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 weeks are harder than others but
2: um Uh, yeah this is a good one this is this one works (laughs) good oh boy yeah now I'm going to think of that whenever I hear that song. doesn't
1: want you to be a good person <laughs> because he it doesn't, doesn't get you saved.
2: <laughs> He's simply a math equation <laughs> to get you eternal life. All right. Um, <laughs> time to take a break? I think we should take a break,
1: yeah. Take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking Dogwood more than Conquerors. Hi, I'm Liam Hooper. And I'm Peterson Toscano. Together,
2: we co-host the Bible Bash podcast. The Bible Bash podcast is a monthly podcast where Peterson, a quirky, queer, Quaker, and Northern Belle. And
1: Liam, a trans Bible scholar and Southern gentleman. Get together to examine biblical texts, looking for the characters and situations you don't often hear about. Each month, we look into a different ancient story. We're curious to find insights into our own queer lives. We discuss these and share our findings with you. You can find the
6: Bible Bash podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
2: pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out at the end of each month.
1: Bible Bash podcast is part of the Rock Candy Network. We're back. We're talking more than conquerors Mm. 99. Yes. Dogwood. This, oh my God. (laughs) This is such a step up from thick and thin (laughs) in just about every conceivable way. So, first off, uh, just talking about there's 13 songs on this record Mm -hmm. that to me is like, you know, they're keeping it tight, but so it's through thick and thin had 13 songs on it as well, but it was a 43 minute record. They shave nine minutes. Uh, Remember how we, how we talked about, we're like, just get, get, yeah. Just start the song. We don't need all these intros. We don't need these fifty seconds of you playing the guitar like riff at the beginning. So there are thirteen songs, and it's a thirty-four minute record. Yeah, they that's that's the way to do it. Agreed. <laughs> like they just they tightened it up, and like that's about as many songs as like on their this style of punk record. That I'm like, I feel like even still, like they probably could have done like 11 or 12, but like, I feel like 13, 34 minutes. That's that they're getting in a sweet spot there.
2: Yeah. They're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. This is their first album on tooth and nail. Yes. Um, They presumably have more budget behind them this time. Um, Mm -hmm. And unless I'm wrong, you know, correct me folks, but I believe it's produced by the band um, and the band this round is, is that core team of, of the four kind of mainstays, Josh Russell, Sean O'Donnell on guitar and Jason on bass. Um, but yeah. I, I, and to Jason's point last week, you know, he talked about, uh, Russell got a click track <laughs> for this album, uh, yes. which tooth and nail maybe provided, but it's certainly apparent. Uh, it's much tighter. Uh, the band, I mean, the whole thing sounds so much better immediately. The band sounds tighter, the vocal sounds so much better. The production is better. Um, yeah.
1: it's But um, they, it also was produced by a guy whose name I'm going to butcher. Um, Merrick? No, his name is Nick Ruskulanech. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I think is how it's pronounced. I will um, say
2: that the, the liner notes for these records recovering this season much much trickier to pin down, so you know cut I'm us some s- slack as we're missing some of these things
1: yeah i'm uh so this is this is what i'm seeing on okay. their wikipedia that it was produced by the band and this guy okay. nick cool. who has he's a nashville producer who has done some pretty significant okay productions um he's done some foo fighters he right. did uh, a coheed and cambria record he did um Def Tones, Evanescence.
2: Okay. So yeah, Go- that, he did that Ghost, sound is Alice in chains, okay. Mastodon. Yeah, like he's
1: okay. he's done some he's done some big some big names.
2: I feel like having that hard rock background at this point in culture, you know, on May 18th, 1999, that sort of hard rock, heavy hard rock sound is is certainly prevalent on some of these tracks. Yes. Um I uh it was mastered by Brian Gardner, who I think's done all of their stuff up to this point. He had been around forever and mixed by Merrick, who I was referencing before, who has not been around forever. uh He was apparently a Polish death metal and black metal musician hmm. uh so right on um but yeah, it definitely has a different sound than their first two records um
1: yes whereas I, whereas you know. there are times on those these first. their first two records where i'm like this is lag wagon or this is bad religion yeah i feel like this is the first record where i'm like okay this is starting to sound to me sound like dogwood
2: yeah Yeah. it's
1: not like a copy or an like an influenced album
2: yeah the first couple in particular felt very no effects and Lag Wagony. Not so much this time around. I feel like the bad religion influence is still there. Uh, in the sometimes. first
1: in the first record especially, I feel mm-hmm. like uh it it there's you know, cause that album has like eighteen or nineteen songs on right. it or something. Yeah. I'm just like all right guys.
2: Yeah, we will get to that. Yeah, um sure. yeah, I, I maybe don't like any of the songs on this as much as All Hands on Deck but fascinating i think as an album it's certainly better um i and, disagree with that statement okay okay well we'll get there um mm-hmm. i like the second half side so be b better um wow. which isn't, yeah <laughs> maybe this will be an interesting episode this
1: is this is going <laughs> to be a con- controversy
2: uh i look forward Inter- to it
1: interesting
2: um but yeah it, you know and it's much less heavy themes than the last record there's still not doing anything lighthearted. It's not like a bunch of songs about girls. It's like no. still like biting lyrics about, it's kind of like slick shoes in this way that it's like a lot about ended relationships. Um, yeah. There's certainly more poeticism behind some of the spiritual stuff here, although it is very sort of like spiritual warfare heavy. Um, and I didn't say this last time, uh, but the the name of the band comes from supposedly the tree that the cross Uh, and the crucifixion came from was a dogwood tree. So that's, Mm. that's what their name is. The title of the album is a reference to Romans uh, 837 and all these things. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Um, And there's some judgmental moments on this record, but I think as a whole, that kind of approach, I kind of like where they're coming from in terms of the way they approach spirituality on the whole, on this record, more than their first couple records. So um, yeah, I'm I'm eager to dive in here.
1: Should we should we do that then?
2: Let's suffer. Let's suffer bro.
1: Song Rules yeah. and it is my number two. Okay. Um the so
2: Russell is the yeah. highlight on this record. Yeah. Drums sound great on the song.
1: Yes. The drums sound great on all of the songs. And yeah. And also one of the things the standouts from this record is the fact that. They just are writing more interesting songs.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: The bass pops to me in like interesting moments and yes. And Russ is just crushing it as always. So yeah.
2: that little moment before verse two starts on the bass where it's like doo 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 do, doo do, doo yeah. do, doo do, doo do, doo doo. I'm like, oh hell yeah. 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 I'm yeah. into it they just sound so much tighter. I mean, it's, I don't want to compare everything to what they've done before, but it's just like an immediate, like, well, oh. we have no
1: other way, nothing else to, to do, but to right, be right, like, right. this is where you're coming from. And you're, uh, and it's just, this is a step up. This is a clear yeah. step up.
2: We'll get to their first record on the Patreon this week, but there's a sort of rawness to that album that I like. I don't really mind a lo-fi sound for kind of like that kind of raw punk. Um, the second album, not as much, but like, with this album, it's just immediately just like they sound... I mean, I mean, I feel like sloppiness kind of defines a fair amount of songs on the first couple albums. And there's not yep. a lot of sloppiness on this album at all. It's super tight. They sound great. So, yeah, it's hard not to notice that. Um, pretty brutal lyrics about an ended friendship, I think. Um, again, it's not a lot of these sort of like morality tales um of kind of these specific awful things that happen to people um on this album like the last one but this one yeah. does seem to be about some sort of severed friendship or relationship so anyway yeah yeah i respect it I, I will say these first few songs to me just feel like they lean more into that kind of hard rock sound versus the more hardcore sound that they get into later in the record that i like that mode a little more so that's all i'll say about that
1: Fascinating. (laughs) This is gonna be a controversy episode. Mm, I can guarantee it. (laughs) You rest assured. This is a very short song so <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I like this it's one.
2: A, it's a jam. I really like that guitar chord progression in the chorus. where it's yeah. like na 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 kind of goes up and you're like, "Ooh, yeah. this is getting interesting." Um yeah, I like it. It it
1: kind of has a no use for a name yeah feel to me.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. They seem very no use adjacent um and nice lyrics on this one too they seem to be like a, a, a nice song about being a dad which is a change of pace uh, for mm-hmm. them um, mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm into it
1: into it um, feel the burn bro This is my number three. Okay. Um, I think this is one of the most interesting songs on the record. There are shifts in, like, they're like, oh, where's this going? And this is, it starts off one way, and then, like, the just becomes the drums and guitar and then the ring ding 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 ring ding 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 the bass is like so interesting on this song that I'm like this is not just like bass just and just like it's it's they're trying something and it almost to me feels like early nineties grunge the way that yes way the song starts out. Yes, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, what is this? This feels like—is this like, uh, like an old like Nirvana sort of? It has, yes. it had that, it has that era like 1992, yes, sort of vibe to it. And I'm like, this, this feels interesting to me. And I know, you know, your style of rock <laughs> appreciation is is not always there, but
2: uh, I mean, I love grunge. I just I wasn't expecting grunge on this album, and it so just kind of like throws me. I'm sure, I feel like you are much more commonly uh, in touch with our listeners in terms of top three crossover, um, and this is a, a very well known song of theirs, and I'm sure people will have it in their top three as well. I'm just not super into it. I don't know. It feels wow. like out of step with the rest of the album to me. Like I don't dislike the sort of hard rock grunge sound. The chorus and the vocal effect feels very much. Um, of that hard rock 90s era it just feels too slow to me I just want them to like pick up the pace um I don't know.
1: I'm I'm into this song. It it feels it feels nineties rock, nineties alternative rock, grungy to me. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it I'm into yeah. it a
2: lot. Sure. I, you can't deny, you know, that little clip you played feels very this is the reason that so this was the single from the record. Feels very much like the single. Um and it's like a, a very well constructed sort of, you know, pop hard rock-ish song that would get played on the radio that construction you just play there is great i mean it's it's a very solid like pop song it's just like not really the kind of vibe that i want from them i guess mm-hmm. um it's also did you see the video for this
1: um i don't know.
2: i didn't okay it's it's pretty standard 90s video stuff. It's like the <laughs> band performance video in a warehouse with weird sure. lighting type sure, deal. Sure. Um, but it's fine. I don't know. I, this seems to be another one about uh, wh- what is this about? I mean, is another like friendship that fell apart kind of vibe. That seems to be what I think. It sounds like it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I'm ready for Dogwood Nation to to hate on me for not putting enough respect on Fielder name. But did
1: I? I said. I said that uh, suffer was my number, number two. two. Right, number two. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to make sure. All right. I like Never this one. Yeah. Ooh.
2: Hey there. Ooh. Oh, open up that camera. my number 1. Okay, cool. Right on. I like the song a lot. We're not going to have any top 3 crossover. We are having
1: zero <laughs> crossover this record.
2: Fascinating. Um yeah, the song is great. Tell me more.
1: Um it it this is the first song on the record that feels like the most dogwood song.
2: Yeah, this is um, this is my favorite so far for sure.
1: Um it's blisteringly fast. The drums
2: yep. are Drums are awesome.
1: The drums are awesome. That 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 uh octave guitar chord that they're that they use yeah. during is is great. Um it's yeah it's just like the first like very straightforward kind of dogwood punk song and yeah. I feel like they're trying stuff on this record yeah as opposed to like the first two records which felt very samey. Everything sure. felt the fucking same yeah. this feels like they're growing. This feels like their growth record. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Like they're every song so far. I'm like, I'm into it. Yeah. Feeling it, into it.
2: There's a, yeah, there's some flourishes here. There's some texture. There's nice little bass riffs throughout the song. I like those little. Yeah. Like
1: we're like, people can't see us when we're like mimicking the bass lines. Like, <laughs> yeah, man.
2: I love that. You know, I'm a sucker for that. Um, Yeah, I think the guitar part kind of toward the end of the song, around the two-minute mark, the guitar is doing some sort of cool, bad religion-y type things. Now, this part, I don't know if I need the... I don't know if I need this part. I, trust in you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really like that bad religion of guitar there. The yeah, but it's but it's
1: it's the cool down right before shit sets off again, bro.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. It just kind again, this one feels a little. The pit is like is going debris, bro.
1: It's going off, and then you're just like, all right, take a take a break, and then and then like and then it gets into.
2: The drums yeah. are just out of control in the song. Drums are great. I it just this is another one that feels a little too long. I think we could I think we could lose wow. that forever I trust in you section. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I get it. I appreciate you need to raise your raise your hand in the pit for the Forever I Trust in You <laughs> portion. Here's um, the
1: thing here's the thing though, like there is no song on this record that that's is over four minutes. So that, that can't be said, that can't be said for the, the last record. Yeah. yeah,
2: true. Um, I will also say the lyrics are about faith here in a more explicit way and sort of the way that they uh, had done more frequently over the first couple of records, but they don't bother me here. Um, although, like you said last week, it's certainly very focused on eternal life. Like yes. the eternal life piece of it seems to be the primary <laughs> yeah. A uh, piece of the equation that matters. Yeah, um, I'm
1: not anyway. that's that to me is the theological part of certain forms of Christianity that's like like is that really like the most important thing is like right like it, like to to focus on either salvation or how much God loves you despite how shitty you are. Right like, right like if those t- those to me are just like man if those are the only things that you seem to like yeah. highlight or care about in your faith like that it's seems a like that seems like a bummer faith like there's just there the like we talked about jokingly sort of like the transformative elements of of Jesus and of Christianity like and the sort of like the ways that Jesus can flip things upside down And, and like, it just seems that like, what, what can Jesus do for me versus like,
2: (laughs) very individualistic.
1: Yeah. That's the part that like, that in a lot of modern Christianity that I'm just like, should it be about only about us? And like what Jesus is doing for me? Like, I, I understand like that, that's part of the evangelical way of being like, like, that's part of your testimony. Like, let me show you what Jesus has done for me. So maybe right. you will want this too. But, like,
2: but if that's it's not like, what if it's only about, about,
1: yeah, like if it's, if Jesus is, if it's all about like transactional like relationships, right. then that to me is just like, you know, next.
2: Yep. Uh, agreed.
1: Um, all right. Out of the picture, bro. Let it go. <laughs> this is uh, my favorite, my favorite song from Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> It's Zing. too
10: late to remedy the situation. Zing. is best your hands. <laughs> Live bye, bye and they're <laughs> much better off without you. The clouds that cover their sunshine that I could have. <laughs>
2: It's it's the first song that's a top three contender for me. Okay, okay. I it doesn't is... make the cut, but I fucking love it. Yeah, this um, is
1: this is um this song to me. If we if we compared those early records to No Effects, Slagwagon, and Bad Religion, this mm. album has more No Use for a Name on it. Yeah, this is another No Use for a Name song to me. Yeah. Like there's just certain chord progressions that I'm like, ooh, okay, that's yeah. uh that's No Use Agreed. for a Name style business yeah. going on there. Yeah.
2: To your point I think, about that. I think
1: more betterness came out this same
2: year. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I. I, to your point, I think they're they're trying stuff here. There's interesting things going on. I like that the guitar pedals, you know, changes. It's a different sound all of a sudden. Um, yeah. I like how fast it is. Those fast drums, um, and yeah, that it, it's just fun. The like SoCal accents are very on display in the opening as you yeah. <laughs> as you sang there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just feels. It, this one feels like the most so far to me. To just like s- super fast, just like in that in that lane and i'm really into it there's also a very mxpxy ending can we hear some of that ending yeah right? yeah. yeah very mxpx i like that i like that little ending yeah very cool yeah and it's like it's just like
1: two two minutes that's it, it. Get in, it get acom- out. accomplishes what it needs to in 2 minutes i feel like that's uh
2: agreed um, yeah another kind of biting former relationship friendship song seems to be a, a prominent theme here yep
1: um, this next song also rules <laughs>
10: Mission is completed now the quartest effort. Is, is there something I can't do? Some way to get through to you. Oh, you ought to know I still miss you.
1: The song fucking rules. Yeah, it's great. This I have this down as my number four. Yeah, I could see that. I've started adding number four, like <laughs> yeah, me just, too. <laughs> just like because, because like, I want like songs that I'm like, like this doesn't make the cut, but like, damn, bam, yeah,
2: damn.
1: and and the end of this song, yeah, let's, let's get there. That little bass flourish, like do, do, that do, 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 little do, do, breakdown there. Yeah, it just its great. That's so great.
2: Yeah. I just Again, I feel the- like
1: I want to reward them for <laughs> like the songs that I feel like are outside of yeah. your typical uh the tip what you would this is, I mean I'm sure for people that like listen to through thick and thin and and you know good old days there this was probably like oh whoa, this is you know a little bit different, but right. I'm I'm like there hasn't been a song on here that I'm like I agree. I, I've been I've been I have enjoyed I enjoy a majority of this record.
2: I think there's no bad songs on this album. Yeah. And that is not the case for their first two albums. So I'll just no, say that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I think the bridge is doing some interesting things right before the part you played too. By way of chord progression, they're just trying cool stuff here. Yeah, and
1: and that's why I'm like, I think that's why I'm into it. And I think this the guy who produced the record. I'm very curious. Yeah. Um. This this uh guy that whose name I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Nick, I don't some, Nick Sure. Um. R-A-S-K- R-A-S-K-U-L-I-N-E-C-Z. Yeah. Um, so, but sure. anyway, I think he's like the, from what I can tell, he's done like a lot with rock bands and. Sure. Um, so maybe he's, yeah. maybe he was sort of encouraging that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. Um, another, 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 uh, former relationship friendship selling here, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good one.
1: Um, control. I, I'm very curious your thoughts on this this song. Mm-hmm.
2: It's kind of boring,
1: oh interesting, yeah um I thought that this song had like a it feels like a midwest emo jam, yeah, yeah, I can like see that. I feel like this is like uh style of like Texas is the reason, Sunny yeah. Day, get up kids, yeah, I could see that um that especially that er, that that opening those opening riffs and those opening, like, harmonies, it feels of that sort of era of, and I, I recognize when I say Midwest Emo that, like, not all the bands I mentioned are from the Midwest. Sure. But, like, Midwest you know mean. Midwest Emo is, like, like a style that was popularized that, like, then was, like, picked up by other yeah.
2: bands. Uh, and stuff. Braid, if you will. Yeah, Braid, um, Captain Jazz, uh, right. you
1: know, American Football, that, those, those... Yeah but um the Kinsella brothers pretty much
2: big Mm -hmm. pioneers of that scene yeah I don't I I like that scene and I like the grunge scene (laughs) it's just that like I guess the mode that I yeah yeah I think that's what it is um so it's cool that they're trying stuff to your point I just want them to open up that fucking pit (laughs) um I guess that's what my issue is um lyrically the song is interesting it's kind of like a a prayer like a song is prayer um but uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't do too much for me.
1: Yeah. The, um, how, so (sighs) tell me how you feel about the, like the idea of the surrendering of yourself, like my will, your will, not mine, you know, take, you know, this is make it, make you essentially you're like a vessel for God. Like what, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that general idea of like um surrendering your instincts to the kind of life that God calls us to is, is a bad one. Um But it is kind of, a little creepy in this context. Like, I don't know that I need God to like control me. <laughs> like that feels a little puppet mastery. Yeah. Um. But you know, I appreciate like, you know, take what is yours, make it your own, show my way home. Um. I don't know. I, 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 I like, I appreciate what he's sort of getting at in terms of, again, it's kind of like a Psalm or a prayer. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't pray for God to control me generally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah
1: um, Speaking of Puppet Master mm. um, Metallica Master Puppets hey. 35 year anniversary Ooh.
2: Just the other day So
10: Master Master Master
2: uh, Good album Hey <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of uh, Good songs
1: Are we getting into uh, yeah, Eight songs have, uh... in? Okay
6: <laughs> Ooh.
2: number one baby oh damn (laughs) fascinating this is this is the beginning of the hardcore run of songs on this album here um i don't know i love it man i just i think it rules that that bass uh i like the changes in the meter throughout like you said they're trying stuff uh click track is helping out because he's (laughs) changing the time signature up all over the place um Yeah. yeah i don't know i just think parrying these songs down, getting them, you know, down to two minutes each or whatever, blowing through them, hardcore leanings—I, I'm super into it. I don't know. This, this is the mode that just kind of gets me going uh, for Dogwood. So, I don't know. I get rules. Hell yeah! <laughs> Probably nobody else is gonna have. Dude, that, those drums, yeah, that's The guitar uh, part there,
1: yeah, the bass is great there too. Ugh, that's, everything, everything. That's a that's a classic uh, OPP and open pit problem. You just like, <laughs> that's it, right. where where in the pit are you? Exactly. When that song gets to that point, Ugh,
2: I would be I would be very excited for that. Yeah. Um, lyrically, I think it's about how sort of old ways of doing things die out and it's time for new ways. Um, Unity coming together. I don't know. I think that's what it is. I also really like the everything dies ending. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I don't know. Very into it. Everything dies! Dies, dies. dies. Master, master, (laughs) master.
1: It's very metal. I'm like
2: Do, 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 do. The lyrics are a bummer to me. The lyrics are a bummer. <laughs> it's it's not in my top three, but yeah. it's 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 a contender for sure. Um, like yeah, yeah. It just
1: like I to me like the album is like more than conquerors, but like this song is. <laughs> but like, this song is about being conquerors.
2: Rise exactly. of all the warriors! Exactly. The I don't king. really the yeah. like spiritual warfare, like up against the more than conquerors theme is kind of weird to me. Um, but yeah, I don't love the militaristic imagery here. I know it comes from the whole armor of God passage from Ephesians, but, um, I don't like that, but you know what I do like is those drums. They're sick in the intro and throughout, uh, the shout along parts are really fun. Uh, can we hear some of that bridge buildup around 120? I think that's really fun.
10: We
2: Yeah, you're like, oh shit, something's gonna go down We basically played the whole song at this point, but (laughs) yeah,
1: I don't know. The payoff just isn't there for me on that. Uh, I think the ending is really cool. Whatever.
2: Yes, I hear you. I don't think it's quite the level of the other sort of hardcore leaning songs, but I think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: Pain is gone, bro.
2: Oh, hello. Let's open up
10: that bag. It's all I can do and believe when I say that I'll pay you back some day When you're standing on the sun with nothing of your own Bury my burdens, have fun controlling the gas of my cares Upon your weary shoulders, hate my words to you because what I say is true This is something we discuss, I want the best for all
1: The drums and the bass on this Ooh. album are just so... So good. In, they're so in sync. Oh, like, finally.
2: Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, this is my number two. Oh, man. Damn. <laughs> I'm surprising you left and right here. Dude, bro, you are. It's just so... It's just... Yeah, my arms are ripped off, man. Like, it's <laughs> just... That chorus... The pain isn't like, gone after you ripped your arms off, bro. <laughs> That's right. Reaching out desperately. <laughs> that feels like a classic sort of hardcore punk chorus Uh, it almost kind of reminds me of like Bad Religion Um, I don't know if it's his voice his voice moved from sounding like a flat fat mic to like sort of Bad Religion adjacent Um, so I I love the way that his, his voice has kind of evolved into this place on this record and I think that's part of it for me but yeah
1: this is he's this is what's so fun about this band is like you start off with some records that are like, they're clearly young and figuring it out and and tr- clearly getting their influence, where they're getting their influences yeah. from. And then like by this record, you're like, okay, you're trying some stuff. And then by building a better me, I mean, they're just like, they're refining what they're great yeah. at. And yeah. I think there's lots to be excited about on this record.
2: Totally. I think, yeah, the bridge breakdown is really cool. I think there's fun... Background vocals and like a drum time change. Yeah. Yeah, into this. Kind of walking around the pit slowly. Eyeing your next victim. That's right. Here we go. Now my pain is-
1: It's not gone anymore because you're Ugh. throwing yourself into that pit,
2: bro. Dude, by the time they they get to those, oh, I'm like, this is kind of like achieving classic uh, punk status right now for me.
1: Oh wow, um, Damn, just dude. I love
2: I love that sound. I think it's I think it's a great sort of like hardcore. Yeah. Whoa whoa whoa. Background vocal. I'm just yeah, very into the vibe of the song. My number two.
1: Damn. All right, so we uh, we have yet to hear you're number one more left yeah you're number three right okay Mm -hmm. confusion zero Structure of this song is interesting. Um yeah. because it's like essentially verse one, to chorus, mm. and then the song's pretty
2: much over. <laughs> over, yeah. But again, get in, get out. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think musically it's pretty good. Um it's not in my top half, but I don't know. I like to try some things lyrically, like what do you think it's about? Like possibly somebody dying from addiction um if that's the case it's not the most compassionate (laughs) of lyrics yeah
1: like when you talk about the weakness of somebody's mind Mm -hmm. um you know it doesn't it doesn't sound like there's a lot of compassion when it says um it says the story is old, the ending is bleak. Your body is strong and your mind is so weak. You think that you'll last. I give you a week. Although this is sad, your problem's not unique. It's just like, ooh, yeah, it's
2: like, hey, fuck you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh... it's
1: it's tough. And again, like, uh, it says the choice now is yours. We we said it before. Uh, how much do you have to lose? Um, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing about addiction um, is that addiction is not so much about the drug so much as it is about the circumstances and, that mm-hmm. we find ourselves in. That There are lots of studies that um, show that isolation exacerbates... Uh, addiction issues so Mm -hmm. if somebody like so here's the thing if if we've all if if you've been to the hospital you've ever had a surgery um you know the people talk about about the addictive qualities of heroin Mm -hmm. but if you've ever been in a hospital you've been on morphine you know it's essentially the same thing but Mm -hmm. like We're not. We don't become addicted to it. It's about the the communities that we have. Mm, The studies that they've done with with rats, where they put rats in isolation and give them like a drip, like Mm -hmm. a drug drip, and like access to drugs that they become dependent on them and use them regularly. But rats that have Communities of other of other rats and activities and enough resources and things and access to the drugs they don't become dependent on it. Mm-hmm. So you know, trying to blame this on someone's level of weakness, right? There, or it's just like it's just not that simple. It's
2: yeah, you know. yeah. We were talking about. Uh, science Mike, uh, who I mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. appreciate if people don't know him, uh, Mike M- Mike mcharg. um, he's got a book out called "You're a Miracle, and one of the things he talks about in the book is sort of like we have convinced ourselves in the West at least that like addiction or sort of compulsive habits or whatever happen because your mind is too weak. Like you're not strong enough to overcome yeah. these things. And if you just get your shit together and get your brain stronger, you could overcome this. And he's like the actual impulses behind why we do the things we do and how to overcome it have very little to do with like setting your mind in a like strong state of mind. It's like, you know, there are, there are patterns and ways that you can develop, um, you know, a method of curbing your compulsions or whatever, but they don't have to do with being like, you're just so weak minded. (laughs) Like it's just kind of a weird patronizing attitude. Um, anyway, not my favorite song, but, but a fine one. Um, But I got another good song coming up right now. three all right uh what do you think of this one it's fine <laughs> see i think it's 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 one that really grew on me it wasn't initially in my top three and the more i sat with it the more it was just in my head it's a grower um, not a
1: shower exactly
2: i would have it earlier in the record i feel like it's kind of buried but that intro is so driving mm-hmm. and then by the time they get to kind of the chorus sound that sort of like sustains throughout the song i feel like it's really catchy um Again, they're doing a lot of interesting things here. Uh, Like the guitar intro is really cool. That pick slide I called out, but then the meter changes. Like it goes into a completely different place for the chorus, and then again back into the verse for a different thing. Um, But the sweet guitar solo and the funny little vocal sound he does uh, at 205, yes, are are really what put the song in the next uh, level for me. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I do. I do appreciate that quite a bit. (laughs) Let's hear that. Another Another example of them trying something, which I appreciate.
2: I wondered, I found myself wondering if he was like vocalizing that as a stand in for like a guitar part or something, but then they just kept it because he's like, what if we added in like a right there, (laughs) but then it just sounded so cool. And once (laughs) I had that sound in my head, I was like singing that part throughout the whole song and it just kind of like made it all coalesce in this really satisfying way for me. Yeah. Um, I think that solo rules, I just, yeah, I'm really into, it's like a kind of darker edge song, but has that kind of pop optimism in it. I just think it's really cool. I don't know. So it it moved up my list for me. Um, the lyrics sort of refer ominously. So it's called left out cold to some past where like someone harbored some animosity against them. Um, they were in this like they could have had this like idyllic place, but they suffered these tragedies. It almost I wondered if it was like a metaphor for the Garden of Eden or something like that. Um anyway, an interesting song lyrically. Uh musically, it just really this even though I love those other kind of more hardcore songs, this is the one that sort of has been in my head the most. So anyway, I like it a lot.
1: Um yeah, I mean, talks about Friendships not lasting harbored right. and anim- hard harbored animosity. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I get the impression that uh so when we get to Matt Aragon hmm. that they named that record from my understanding after somebody who was just like uh a big support during mm-hmm. some challenging times. Mm-hmm. So I mean it just seems like this record is, is an example of like some they seem to uh they seem to have someone got dicked over.
2: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They uh they share this commonality with slick shoes and yeah. it being a regular <laughs> theme for them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um should we close it out, bro? Let's with do it. a significantly less of a bummer song Than <laughs>
2: Definitely <laughs> Through Thick and
1: Thin Yeah More than Conquerors and then they repeat the first verse. (laughs) Right. Well,
2: Uh, sometimes that's the move in hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think the song is really cool. I like it a lot. I like the the chorus. The chorus. I mean, again, it's just like interesting stuff. The fact that the chord progression, you kind of expect it to go a certain way, but it goes down instead of up. Yeah. 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 And the verses go up, so then you hear it in the chorus, and it's like, oh, interesting. Um, Yeah, they start changing the chords building in the pre-chorus for like wait a second they're doing something different um yeah i I think it's kind of like surprises but ends in like the satisfying way you know it changes to just like staccato notes instead of like the sustained chords Ugh, that's pretty irresistible to me, that part.
1: Yeah. Um just uh that's such a exciting way to end a record versus yeah, totally. Um the bummer of a song <laughs> into a joke song.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm fine that there's no songs about dads murdering or assaulting anyone in on this one. Um yeah. yeah, I I yeah, totally. I agree. I think that's what it is. It's like it's ending on this very like these gang folks are shouting along. Another fun one for the pit. It just yeah. feels like this very satisfying buildup for the end of the record, and kind of kind of packages the whole album uh, sound in a, in a cool way. So, yeah, yep, into it. Into hey, it. more than Excellent. conquerors. Good record.
1: Good record. Very <laughs> good
2: record. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, no overlap whatsoever for our top Zero. three. Zero. <laughs> it will be. Really interesting to see folks' reactions. Um, uh-huh. I feel like when I like bands sort of like hardcore leanings, those are the ones that I tend to sort of pick out and not everybody is with me on that always. Um well, Meg. Meg will definitely be Meg with you. Meg will be with me perhaps. <laughs> um yeah, I just always want to open up that pit. Um anyway, hey, very I to wanna
1: hear. I wanna open up that pit too, bro. Don't I know be, you do <laughs> don't be <laughs> <Sorry>, saying.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, like harder to open up that pit in the grunge sound. Wow. You could rock out, but wow. <laughs> I just okay. want, I just want to be in circle pit 24 seven.
1: All right. Well, here's the thing, John, if people want to open up that pit, they can go to pick up some of that merch that hey. open up that pit, uh, t-shirt and, uh, and sleeveless. <laughs> I don't know why my my brain tank, tank, tank top, top. <laughs> fucking tank tops, bro. I don't know. If my brain shuts down when I try and think of tank oh, top. Man. No, but we got the those those tanks and those shirts with open. That's been like the most popular it's merch, a hot seller most popular merch item. So if you want yeah. to open up that pit,
2: hey, check out our merch. Where can, right.
1: they, where can they do that, John? How can they? How can they do all this? How can they talk to us? How can they?
2: <laughs> well, if you want to immediately open up that pit. You can do that with some sweet season three merch at magnifiedpod.storeandry.com Send us those pics of you rocking said merch. Mm, mm. Um, give us your feedback on this record in general. It's been interesting hearing folks uh, kind of talk about Dogwood and, and various reactions, but curious about this album. Certainly a change uh, for them. Um, so let us know what you think at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. And give us a rating or a review. I gotta say... Mm. We will read your Apple Podcast review on the air. Been a little, been a little lights in those reviews lately. So that's true, that's true. These reviews and ratings help people uh, find the pod. And if you leave a little funny review, we'll uh, read it right on the pod for you. That is um, true. You can email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com.
1: You can leave us a voicemail at eight seven two seven six two four seven six
2: three eight seven two seven magpod. And support us over at the Patreon, patreon.com slash pod, where this week we are diving into Dogwood's first record, Good Old Days. We will be covering uh, the albums that we don't cover on the main feed on the Patreon throughout. Um, and you can also get on that sweet uh, Discord action Andrew mentioned. Mm. Uh, get on the Patreon Discord and... You can give me some shit online. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Shadow Producer Jason at Unoriginal Vinyl, and thanks to Heavy Ordnance Studios for our artwork. Well, our time in the penalty box is over for this week. We'll be back out on the ice next week when we'll cover Dogwood's Building a Better Me. Yeah, that song rules. Uh, So good. So good.
0: For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.